Agitavach, Agitavach, Rabbi Yisrael, let's start a brand new sugya, very interesting like this. There was a group of secular Yidin here in Eretz Yisrael that worked for a, a newspaper that, to say the least, were not a big fan of Haredim. And they were, for the very first time, about to be introduced to some Haredim, and they took them on a tour of different places. And one of the places they went to visit was Bnei Brak. They went to Bnei Brak, and they went into a huge high-tech um, company over there, hundreds and hundreds of workers. And amongst those workers were a whole load of Koilel wives who work in this high-tech company in Bnei Brak. And these secular journalists were going around for the very first time. They were being introduced to some Haredim. And they met them, and they spoke to the boss, who was a non-religious person, and the non-religious boss was telling the secular journalists about some of the things that he has by having these Haredim work in his high-tech company. And he went, you know, to describe various details of how it works and this, that, and the other. One thing that stuck out in their mind, and they spoke about this, and they wrote an article about it afterwards, that they were so highly impressed how the non-religious boss, speaking about his Colonel wives, workers over there in his high-tech company would come to him and say, we're, we want to print something that we're making a, we're making a simcha, whatever it is. We need to print something. We don't have a computer and a printer at home. Would it be possible? Would it be allowed to print something that is not work related in the company? And they would do this in all different situations. And these secular journalists were so highly impressed how these Haredim are makbid on something that seemingly makes no difference to anybody's lives. It's a huge company. What's the difference? One piece of paper. And the answer is, that's something that impressed them. Now, that's very, very nice that they did it. And it caused a massive Kiddush Hashem, and it's wonderful. But is it really halachically allowed? Is it really halachically a problem? Should we say like this? When you're working in a company, you're working in a warehouse, you're working in an office, you're working for someone else, and you want to know, can I take a pen home? Can I write down a phone number using a company pen? Something, a personal thing. Now, a personal thing to yourself and think, huh, what's the big deal? You think the company really care? Can a person print a few divrei Torah on Erev Shabbos that he wants to take home? He doesn't have a printer at home, whatever it is, and he wants to do that. Is he allowed to take some paper clips, some staples? He's got a staple in his office at home. He's missing some staples. So can I just take some staples? Again, these are small things. People don't even think about them. Halachically. Halachalamaisa. Are these things muta or are these things asa? Okay? So it comes and all starts. We'll have to try to get into sugar. It's going to take us a couple of days. There's a Gemara in Baba. We've quoted this many times before. The Gemara Baba Basakov tells us that Ruban Begezel, most people are over on Gezel. In fact, the Chobetz Chaim, Svas Tomim brings down, people think, what's stealing? Stealing means robbing a bank, taking a, a handbag from an old lady as she's crossing the road. Oh, that's stealing. Stam, taking something small from someone without them even caring about it, without them even noticing about it. Everyone does it. You heard that one? Everyone does that. That's a normal thing to do. So that's not really stealing. So the Heilige Chaim, absolutely not. Stealing applies to anything that is a Shabbat Pruta. In that case, the Gemara tells us, Shabbos Lamed Aleph, famous Gemara, we've mentioned this also many times. The Gemara says in Shabbos Lamed Aleph, one of the very first questions that we are going to be asked in the next world, in the Basin Shalmala, is to where we trustworthy in business, right? The, there's a Modi Gazach in, uh, in Haligabin Sascha, 
and others bring it as well. The Hemek Dovin and the Tzib also brings it as well. The Heilige Bnei Saska brings, when a person steals, often it's a lack of betochen. It's a lack of emun and Hashem. And I'm not talking about a person that changes dates on, in, on, on, on files and documents, which by the way, in many companies, unfortunately I know someone very, very well, who left the company specifically because they were asking him to change the dates so that they could predate things and get money back from the insurance company when it never happened and it happened afterwards. But it, the kids, they made a whole mess and he left the company. He was out of work for three months just because he couldn't stand doing something that was not trustworthy. I'm not talking about something like that. I'm not even something small. Zog the Heiliger, B'nai Soscha, Zog the Nitzvah and Hemek and many other Marmachimists as well. We spoke about it by Richas where we discussed the of stealing. But I'll upon him that realization that when a person steals, what is he basically saying? What he's basically saying is, I don't believe in Hashem, Chasrashanam. Why not? Because what he's saying is, I need to take the matter into my own hands. I don't think, Chasrashanam, I don't think God can provide for me. I don't think that the Ishtadis that I'm doing is going to be good enough for God to be able to figure out the details. Chasrashanam. A person steals, that's what he's basically saying. Underlying, subconsciously. That's what's going on in his mind. He doesn't realize it. And that's why a person has to be ultra, ultra careful in these halachas to know what is considered to be muta, what's accepted, and what's 100% osa in that case. By the way, there's a murdiga toisafta in Baba Kama that says that when a person steals from a goy, it's even worse than making a stealing because he's also over on the so apart from the over on the Issa of Gneva, Gzela, whatever it may be of stealing, he's also over on the Issa of Achil Hashem, which is very, very, very bad. Again? Even if you can say, they know about it. If they know about it, okay? Dain Aaron David Dunna from London once said over about his father. His father, Rebosev Tzvi Dunna, the Rosh Basin of Kedasya Basin in London, that he would never drink a coffee when he came to the basin, you know, to, to reside over a basin, he would never drink a coffee in the basin. And they offered him a coffee. He said, no, it's not bought for me. The expenses are there for the secretaries that are here all day. I just walk in a couple of hours, do some body dinner, whatever I have to do. It's not for me. It's not made for So one of the secretaries once brought him in her own jar of coffee, her own sugar, her own cup. Her own milk even. He said, look, it's all for my house. Don't worry. You don't have to worry. And he refused to partake of it because he said the electricity from the basin does not belong to me. I cannot have it. That's not why they pay the bill. Now, in Akhanami, you could say that's going too far. Maybe. I don't know. We have to learn the halachas to know that's considered to be too far. Or maybe that's a normal thing to do in that case. Okay? Now, remember, we're not dealing with stealing outright. We're not dealing with taking something that's not necessarily mine. The business and the company will often allow a person to take these things. But the question is for personal usage. We're not discussing, by the way, this is a different sugya, using time on a job. If you get paid by the hour and you're using your time to make a phone call, send an email, whatever it is, is that allowed? Is that accepted? How much is accepted? That's maybe a different sugya. I want to discuss specifically taking personal things from the office, from the warehouse, from the storage, in order to use for something that is not work-related in that case. Where do we start from? Where do we learn these halachas? Where can we find these halachas? Let's have a look at the Mishnah in Baba Metziah Dav Pegimel. The Mishnah in Baba Metziah Dav Pegimel Nomad Aleph tells us and discusses Ba'arichas, workers' rights. That's what the Mishnah discusses. And goes through Mamish in detail of workers' rights, whether or not, for example, a boss is allowed to tell his workers to come early or stay late. Or maybe, for example, is he allowed to, does he have to provide them with food? Does he not have to provide them with food? What's the din with all of these things? What are workers' rights that he's allowed to get from the boss? So the Mishnah, the Etsem, ends off with one Yisoyed. 
And that you said is Hakol Keminig Hamadina. As I state the Mishnah. Hakol Keminig Hamadina. It depends on the Minig of the Medina. Now, it would be very hard for us to say that in every country, there's a Minig of the Medina. That in America, there's a Minig that way. In England, in Eretzisrael, it's hard to say that there's a Minig in such a place. Probably what we have to learn the Mishnah is like this. In each industry, in, in each, for example, workplace, in each situation, there will be an industrial standard for that specific place. So, for example, if you're working in a law firm, there could be the minig of the law firm. If you're working in a hospital or in a medical field, there will be the minig over there. If you're working in a restaurant, there are minhogim. When it comes to various industries, to discuss what will be the Indian. So, again, the Mishnah tells us, Hakol keminig in Medina. And the Chorah, we have to look at each industry to see whether or not, what do they allow, and what do they not allow in that case. Now, there's a very interesting Yerushalmi, based on the Mishnah in Bob Metziah, Pei Gimel, that we just mentioned. The Yerushalmi in Bob Metziah, Perik Zayn Aleph, brings down, Zuk the Yerushalmi, based on the Mishnah. That means that Minag overrides Halacha. As I say in Yerushalmi, that means... Even if there are halachic requirements concerning different types of employment, they're going to be put aside for local custom. That means if the minic dictates something, even if the halacha is otherwise, Zugdi Yerushalmi, based on the Mishnah, Bob Metziah Gimel, the halacha is, no, we go with the minic even if it goes against the halacha. Now, we'll have to discuss what that means. Toysvah, for example, is masba like this. Toysvah says, if the employer and the employee make a deal. They make a deal between themselves. A specific agreement about the terms of employment. Right? They make their personal agreement. Whatever it is, whether it's to come early, whether it's to stay late, provide food, not provide food, that goes against what may be the halachic standard of a boss. If that's their personal agreement, then that will win, says Toysvus. That will win, and that will even, says Toysvus, override the minute. Even if the minute is we don't stay later than 5 o'clock in this type of industry. This industry, after 5 o'clock, you're free. But I made a personal deal with my workers, and they agreed to it, and we signed on it. Toysvus, Avadu, it's binding. And therefore, that will override the minig, the Shulchan Aruch. In the beginning of the Simon Shinlam and Aleph and Chosha Mishpat Sif Aleph, Shulchan Aruch paskins and brings Be'etzim Shittas Toysvus. That says that a boss has to follow the minig. He has to follow the minig. And if it's the minig or the standard practice to allow someone to eat food or to whatever it may be, then he needs to provide that. I spoke to, I've been speaking to a bunch of people recently who had different jobs in different places. People who work in restaurants, for example, told me that, of course, in most restaurants, the minig is that if you, you are allowed to eat something. That's how it is, right? They allow you not to take things home to your family and kids, but for yourself, you definitely can eat something. That's the minig in that place. Now, again, calling to Toysa, Shulchanach brings, that if you make an agreement with your worker, I forbid you from eating anything, or I allow you to take things home to your whole family for the whole week, then, of course, that will be mutter, because you make a binding agreement so Toysvus, and that's how we pass on Lachal it is actually binding. So Rabbi said, there's a lot of halachas that we have to get to, and there's a lot of different shailas that we have to get to also over here, which is going to take us more than just this shay. Mitoshah will continue next time, but I want to just tell you one Modika Maisa. There's a Yid, Rabbi Wasserman, very close friend of mine, he interviewed me a few times on the Headlines podcast, and he told me the following Zach. He worked for a company in America for a bunch of years, and this company was a huge company. It was a multi-million dollar company, huge company, and had about 150 workers. And they were looking to scale down, 
some of their expenses. The expenses were crazy. They were realizing they were spending fortunes of money. They were trying to like make the costs lower. So they figured out and they worked out the cheshven that they were spending $250,000 just on supplies. Staples, pens, binders, folders, just all these sorts of like small things. To a quarter of a million dollars they were spending. Now they had a cabinet in the kitchen Right, which was open to everyone. It was a kitchen open to everyone. And in that kitchen, they had this cabinet. And in this cabinet, they had filled it with paper and pens and staples and, and paper clips and files and folders. and Everything you may need is in that thing. So they decided to do the following. They took the cabinet and they moved it into the CEO's office. Right? Now, his door's always open. The cabinet door's always open. If you want to get supplies... Off you go into the CEO's office and get the supplies you need. They made the cheshvah and it saved them $100,000 a year. $100,000 it saved them from people taking things that they didn't need to that obviously were not work-related. But Ezra Hashem, next time we're going to try to go through the specific shilas, the speaker of Yonim, to answer up these shilas. Have a wonderful day.